Hi and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you are currently looking for a new home church, we'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship at either our 10am or 4pm service. For more information about our Sunday service or to find out how we can best help you, head to our website at churchunlimited.com.au. We hope you enjoy this great message from Sunday service. We missed you last week. Paula and I were on a family holiday with our children in a place called 1770 or Agnes Waters. Maybe you've heard of it. It's about 90 minutes north of Bundaberg. There is nothing to do there. And we had the best time doing nothing for six days. And we went to bed at 10 o'clock every night, woke up at 8 a.m. every morning. That was awesome. We played a lot of board games with our children. We watched the evening movie and ate good food. And I didn't even go for one bike ride. I know. I felt guilty. I actually lived with guilt for seven days because I didn't go for a ride. We've actually booked ourselves back into the same spot for 12 nights next year. Because it's something, I think it's important to get away with your, with your people and just refresh. Every time we go somewhere, we go to the Gold Coast, we go to the Sunshine Coast, we do too many things and we come home tired. Have you ever been on a holiday and you've come home tired? We decided we wanted to come home refreshed. And man, thank you very much for releasing us. Pastor Kevin was preaching last week. We are working through our Anatomy of Faith series. I want to clue you into a great scripture that is a life scripture for us here at Church Unlimited. Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. He says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of men the things which God has already prepared for those who love him. Leave it up there. Do you understand that God has already prepared amazing and wonderful things for your life? The thing is, we can't perceive them with our natural senses. I can't always see them with my natural eyes. I can't always hear them with my natural ears. I can't always understand the amazing things that God has prepared for me with my natural understanding. Because these things are of spirit. These things are already prepared in the heavenly places. They're prepared in the supernatural realm. My natural senses cannot comprehend, digest, or understand the things of the supernatural. I just can't. This is why it says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of men. I, I can't even understand the things that God has prepared for me according to my natural senses. However, we have been born again. I am no longer born of the flesh man. I am no longer born of the natural. I am now born again through Christ Jesus. And I am now born again of spirit which means I can now perceive according to the things of the Spirit. I can now perceive according to the things of the supernatural, which means I can start to see all the things which God has already prepared for me because I love Him. God has prepared amazing things for us. 
And we have a responsibility as born-again believers to start to see things not as the natural, to hear things not as the natural, understand things as the natural, but to see them according to the supernatural as God releases our supernatural senses. And so we've been talking about the anatomy of faith. Because how do I receive... Oh, sorry, don't go... Thank you. How do I receive the things which God has already prepared for, for me? I receive those things by faith. It's by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And God has already prepared those things. I haven't seen them in the natural, but by faith I'm choosing to read the supernatural. And so we've been talking about developing our anatomy of faith. We get faith eyes. Where, where I stop seeing, I stop taking a look at my natural circumstances. I stop looking at people in the natural. I start, stop looking at my money in the natural. I stop looking at my children in the natural. And I start seeing with eyes of faith the potential, the untapped potential within each one of my children. I start calling it out in their lives. I choose not to see you as the kid who's struggling. I choose to see you as the champion who's developing. I choose not to see my wife as just, oh yeah, she's just my business partner and we raise the kids together. No, I choose to see her as the woman of God that is she's called to be. There's untapped God potential that's in her that hasn't been released yet. And by faith, I see it. And then last week, Pastor Kevin how many of you love Pastor Kevin and Daryl Forlong? I love Pastor Kevin and Daryl. Pastor Kevin talked to us about having the ear of faith. Paul teaches us that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. And so as I hear the word of God, faith is released in me. I've now gotten to the point where I'm hearing when things are of God and when things are not of God. I'm now able to discern, not with my natural senses, but I'm now able to discern the things of God because I'm not listening to circumstance. I'm listening to the voice of the Spirit. And when God speaks to me, faith enters my heart. Just this morning, I caught up with two of our board members. I said, God's been speaking to me all morning. I'm brimming over. I actually had to go to the toilet. I said, Alan and Keith, wait there. Don't leave. I got to go to the toilet. I'll be right back. And they're like, okay, you're a little intense. And so I did what I had to do. And then I came and I told them what I had to tell them. And faith entered their hearts. I could see it in their eyes. We, we're, our church is just moving. You need to know. We're not moving from here, but we're doing things. No, we just got here. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> But we're, we're on the move. Our church is on the move. God is doing something. His spirit is moving on the earth. Yeah, we're not just a stale, stagnant little building. God is on the move. When you hear the voice of God, faith enters your heart. And you're like, no, I'm going to live by what I've heard. I'm, I'm not going to live by, uh, you know, the circumstances of, of the things that you hear. I'm going to live by the spirit and what I hear in the spirit. Today, I want to talk about the mouth of faith. The mouth of faith. I want to teach you that we have a mouth of faith and how it's to be used or how we're to speak 
faith. From the very outset of Scripture in Genesis chapter 1, we learn something very significant about the nature of who God is. We learn that God speaks. He says, let there be light. And there was light. Do you know that he hadn't even created the sun, the moon, and the stars yet? That happened a little later on. It was by God speaking, let there be light, that there was light. Where did the light come from? I don't know. It just said, turn on. God is like the ultimate clapper. Remember the clapper? Clap on, clap off. Except God speaks and there it is. And when God speaks, he creates. This is a very different understanding. We, we speak to describe, oh, that pizza looks delicious. It always looks delicious. Oh, that, that cronut. Have you ever had a cronut? Oh, my gosh. Heaven is going to be full of cronuts. Calorie-free cronuts. The Bible teaches us in Romans 4, 17, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they are. God gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they are. What's that say? When God speaks, it is. Whatever God says, it is. It's not Creation doesn't sit around and contemplate the things of God. Creation becomes the things of God. We have to understand that. We don't, oh, should we, you know, is God right or wrong? No, God's right. God's always right. Whatever God says goes. We need to understand that we were actually made in God's likeness. In Genesis 1.26, it takes it one step further. It says that God formed man on the ground, made him dust, but he wasn't alive. He was dead. And he breathed his very essence, his very nature into this dust on the ground. And Adam came alive. He became a living, breathing organism. Different to every other created thing, Adam carried the spirit of God in him. Adam is not like every other created thing. He's not like the tree. He's not like the cat. He's not like the dog. He carries the spirit of God in him. And check this out. Because he carries the spirit of God in him, he is now in God's likeness to live and function and operate like God. It wasn't just enough. It, you have to understand that, 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 that God created Adam to be like him. And so whatever God says goes. And so the word of God is not just some book of suggestions. It's the word of God. When I hear the scriptures, faith enters my spirit and brings me to life. And so I want to talk to you about four things you need to know about your mouth. Four things you may not have known about your mouth. Number one, your mouth creates. Your mouth creates. You and I don't understand the profound power that is found in our speech. When we use our mouth 
in faith, we decree what the Spirit tells us to, 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 to decree. When we decree, we create. Check this out. After God creates Adam, he invites Adam to speak. So God creates everything. He speaks, let there be, let there be land and let there be sea. Let there be the upper realm and the, and the earthly realm. Let there be light. Let there be uh, animals. Let there be the birds of the sea and the, uh, sorry, the birds of the air and the, f- I'm out of order here. I'm out of order. Then we come to Genesis 2 and we learn something else about God. And Genesis 2:18 it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And out of the ground, God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Interesting. God brought all of creation before Adam to see what Adam would call them. Whatever Adam called them, they became. And it says, and whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. And so Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. Whatever Adam called those animals, it was so. As God spoke it, it was so. And Adam had that same authority that his mouth was to decree and to create in the same way. If Adam saw an elephant, what if he called an elephant a zebra? We could know elephants as zebras. But Adam called it an elephant. We have to understand that Adam called it like he saw it. Oh, Adam called it like he saw it. It, God brought all the animals to Adam and waited to see what he would call them. Ooh, what he sees. He called it like he saw it. You ever heard people say, oh, mate, I'm a bit of a straight shooter. I call it like I see it. Have you heard that phrase before? I just call it like I see it. I think there's very few statements that are truer than that. We call it like we see it. The problem is we often see it wrong. I can't call it in faith if I haven't seen it in faith. No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of men the things which God has already prepared for those who love him. And so if you're not seeing the things which God has already prepared, you're not calling the things which God has already prepared. And if I'm seeing according to the natural, oh, Hayden, he's just a young kid. Eh, We'll see how he goes. Maybe he'll make it, maybe he won't. Maybe he'll get a girl. Maybe he won't. Oh, he's a bit of a, he's a snow. (laughs) Ron's never been so uh, validated in all of his life. We call it like we see it. Oh, my boss at work. He's so grumpy. He's this and that. And what do we do? We start to call it like we see it. Oh, my wife, she's just a naggy old hag. She just won't. 
and we start to call it like we see it in the natural. We don't understand that we are creating what we are seeing and speaking. You are literally creating your world with the way that you speak. Oh, I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. I just, I'm and I, and, and I don't want to make light of anxiety because I know it's a very debilitating thing for so many people. But we keep speaking it because we're seeing it according to the natural and we're speaking it according to the natural and we're agreeing with it according to the natural. And guess what? You are going to be more anxious the more you say it. Because you will have the fruit of your lips instead of seeing with eyes of faith. No, I'm not anxious. No, he has not given me a spirit of fear or timidity. No, he has downloaded his Holy Spirit. He's given me the spirit of love. He's given me a spirit of power. He's given me a sound mind. He has given me a sound mind. He has given, I'm not anxious. He has given me a sound mind. I will not fear. I will not worry. I will not. I will not. I will have a sound mind. And I will be at peace. And I will be at rest. Because all my life, you have been faithful. And all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath, with every breath, with every breath that I am able. As you breathe your spirit into me, I'm going to breathe the goodness of God and decree and create that which is not yet. I am going to use my mouth with the breath of the spirit, not just my natural tongue, to breathe and decree and to create the things which are not yet. In the natural, I'm, na I'm anxious as... In the natural, I'm panicked. In the natural, I don't even know if I believe this stuff. It sounds like crap. Do you know how often I open my Bible and it sounds like crap? Because I've got crap in my ears. I don't hear according to the Spirit. Faith comes when I hear the Word of God. And so when I hear the word of God, no, in the natural, I'm anxious, I'm nervous, I'm, I'm upset. I'm, oh, 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 how are we going to do this? How are we gonna, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I open the word and I hear him speak to me and faith enters my heart. Oh, yeah. He's prepared for me. He's already prepared for me peace. It's in the supernatural. By faith, I'm going to hear it and apprehend it and create it. Do I have peace in the natural? No. Am I going to create some peace? Yeah. Is your marriage great in the natural? Nah. Could you create one by faith? Could you? Do you know it was by your mouth that you got the girl? It's by your mouth that you got married. I do. It's also by your mouth that you got divorced. I won't. You have what you say.
On the flip side of that, you can't have what you speak against. You cannot have what you speak against. You cannot have a good marriage and speak against your husband. You cannot have children that go on to the things of God but express disappointment and shame. And how could you? You cannot have children that go on to serve the Lord and become the untapped potential that they're called to be if you're speaking, oh, how could you? How could you go to that party and get drunk? How could you smoke weed? How could you question your sexuality? We're Christians. We don't do that. Oh, you know what you're creating with your speech? Judgment, shame, pain, separation. Too many well-meaning parents have driven their children away from them with their speech. Instead of trying to be understanding, not according to the natural. I don't understand how they're doing what they're doing. But I'm choosing to understand according to the spirit realm. And I'm going to create a bridge. I'm going to create a bridge. to. Uh, we, uh, the history of mankind is told mother-in-law jokes. We, we've heard mother-in-law jokes forever. The only person who didn't tell a mother-in-law joke was Adam because he didn't have a mom. But I'm telling you, Seth, Seth's wife told mother-in-law jokes about Eve. We tell mother-in-law jokes and yet we want good families. You can't speak ill of your mother-in-law and have a unified family. You can't speak ill of your boss and get promoted. I don't care who he is. It doesn't work like that. You cannot describe it in the natural and have it in the supernatural. As you say it, it will be created. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat of its fruits. Whatever you say is the fruit that you will eat. My tongue was not simply created to describe. It was created to create. Number two, your faith, your mouth of faith unlocks the supernatural. It unlocks the supernatural. Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered into the heart of men the things which God has already prepared for those who love him. Why? Why? Because mankind has not seen it in the spirit. And if I haven't seen it in the spirit, I haven't heard it in the spirit. And I haven't understood it in the spirit. And therefore, I haven't created it in the spirit. Do you know how many of you have unlocked promises? Of, uh, sorry, promises of God are locked in heavenly places. The things, the, the, the finances, the deposit for your house, the business that you want to start, that breakthrough that you need, it's, it's actually locked in heavenly places. It's prepared. It's just sitting on the shelves of heaven. God in his goodness has already prepared it, waiting to give it to you. But by faith, you keep it locked up. 
You, you keep it all locked up because of the way you speak. Oh, yeah, we've been to a lot of churches, James. We've never really fit in. Haven't really found the one that clicks with us. Keep saying that. You'll leave this church and go to the next one. I was talking to a guy this week. He said, oh, look, we've struggled to make some friends at, at this church. I said, hey, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I know your previous senior pastor. And he told me that you struggled to make friends in that church as well. I reckon you struggle to make friends everywhere you go because you are not friendly. Quote, unquote. He said, you're right. I said, you and your wife keep speaking out that you're not going to make friends. And so you go to a church and you don't make friends because it, you got to be a friend to make a friend. I've got lots of friends because I'm friendly. And I'm your pastor and you have to be my friend. <laughs> your mouth unlocks the supernatural promises of God. Jesus teaches us in Matthew 18, 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Well, guess what? Your promises are not on earth. Your promises are not according to the natural. Your promises are in heaven. Your promises are according to the supernatural. And you lock or unlock those promises by the way you speak. Whatever, whatever God says goes. Whatever you say goes. I am not a victim. I am not a prisoner of my circumstances. I am the redeemed of Christ, born again. I am not of the natural. The, the Bible teaches me that I am not the natural man anymore. I am the new creation. Well, I need to learn how to speak according to the new creation. When my children started to learn how to speak, they, they're like, Mama, Mommy, Dada. They talk baby talk. And, and some of us Christians born again, we talk baby talk. We talk baby faith talk. God's good. I'm so anxious. God's good. We're so broke. It's like we're saying one thing. And in the next breath, we're saying another contradictory thing. But the more we learn how to develop our mouth of faith, the more we will become fluent in speaking the language of faith. The language of heaven. Number three, your mouth agrees with spirit. Please do not understand, misconfuse. This is not bogus laws of attraction. Uh, you've all seen those self-help seminars. Repeat this mantra after me. I'm great. I'm wonderful. And everybody likes me. Now, this is not some bogus mantra of the laws of attraction. No, faith is spirit. And faith must agree with spirit. We learned last week in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith enters my heart when I hear the word of God. Faith is not of the flesh. Faith is of the spirit. 
Therefore, faith is not for every whimsical desire. Oh, I'm going to have a Ferrari. I am going to have a Ferrari. A red Ferrari, a go-fast Ferrari. Please understand, this is not just, oh, yeah, I'm driving down the street. I claim that house in Jesus' name. Claim that car park in Jesus' name. This is not name it and claim it. This is not every whimsical desire of your natural man. Faith comes by hearing, which means that I can claim and lay hold of the promises of the word of God. So I'm not going I'm not, to, I'm not just this weird, uh, I have an American accent, but I'm not one of those weird American prosperity preachers. I believe that I'm to prosper. Of course I'm supposed to prosper. But it's not just whatever you want, take it by faith. No. No, faith comes into my heart when I hear his word. And when I hear his word, I agree. And when I agree, I decree. So the Bible tells me that I can have a good marriage. And whom God puts together, let no man separate. I hear and I agree. And I decree. Train a child in the way and they shall not depart from it. I hear the word of God. Faith enters my heart. I agree and I decree. My children will serve the Lord all the days of their life. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I hear the word of God about my finances. Oh, my finances are in in trouble. But God says, give and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I heard. Faith entered my heart. I agree. And I decree. And I give, because that's like part of the... Faith comes when I hear with the ear of faith. I can't agree with the Spirit if I'm not listening to the Spirit. When I hear the Word of God and I believe the Word of God, I partner my faith with the Word of God. And I agree with the Word of God. And then I decree the Word of God. And now I'm creating. I'm creating. This is why seeing and hearing are so important. Because if you don't see with the eyes of faith, you'll never know what to hear with the eyes of faith. And you'll never know what to say with the mouth of faith. This is why studying God's word is so important. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I am not what the world says that I am. I am not what the devil says that I am. Do you know that I'm not even what God says I am? I'm not. I am not what God says I am. I am what I say I am. You are what you say you are. The problem is what God says you are and what you say you are is not often the same thing. When God created Adam, he said he is good. But you look yourself in the mirror and you say, oh, you again. Every time I come to this mirror, you're there. I've seen you before. You're getting old. 
I know who you are. And, we, and this is what we do, our self-talk. You are who you say you are. You are anxious. Yep, good on you. You said you were, and there you are. You're broke. Yep. You're a victim. You're a divorcee. Oh, I'm a divorcee. No one would ever love me. I'm damaged goods. Yep, you are. You're damaged goods. That's not what God says, and that's not who God created you. But that's what you've agreed with. You've agreed with being a victim. You have agreed with being damaged goods. You have agreed with being stolen from. Yep, you're the victim of rape. Yep, you've been raped. Yep, you're damaged. Oh, James, you can't say that. No, I can say that because you are whatever you say you are. Now, here's the deal. All of us have had horrible things and tragedies that have come into our lives. All of us. My father beat me horribly when I was a child. And I can either choose to be the victim of domestic violence or I can choose to be the blessed of the Lord. And I can choose to be the little boy who is so scared. Or I can choose to be the man of God that my Father in heaven says that I am. And so I can either talk to myself out of my circumstances. Oh, you're just that little boy. You're so scared. You're never going to get a job because you're scared of authority. You are going to be nothing. You are gonna, your spirit is broken. You've got no confidence. You've got nothing. You're, you couldn't even, what, who are you? The devil loves to feed me that stuff regularly. I'm very familiar with the voice of the devil. Or by faith, I can open his word. And I can read. You're called to be more than a conqueror. You're the blessed of the Lord. You're a joint heir with Christ seated in heavenly places. Well done, good and faithful servant. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. I can read the word of the Lord and I can agree in my spirit and I can become who he says I am when I create it with my mouth. And I unlock. Too many Christians live like slaves because you don't read the word of God. You don't hear the word of God. You don't believe the word of God. You don't speak the word of God and you don't live out the word of God. Your eyes have been deceiving you. Your ears have been deceiving you and you have been speaking rubbish. All that God has for you is prepared in the supernatural, but you can only access it by faith in the spirit. Here's the last one. Your mouth of faith releases more faith. Did you know that? Your mouth of faith goes in your ear hole, which goes into your spirit, which releases more faith. That's awesome. Do you know the first time I started to tell myself that I'm the loved of God? Do you guys remember that old song that, that um, I don't remember how it goes, the sloppy wet kiss song. What is it? No, 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 no. The, the sloppy wet kiss song. Do you guys, um, come on. What is it? Oh, 
it's, it's a good song. I don't really like it, but it's a good song. Uh, oh, how he loves me. You oh, how he loves me so. That song? I think that's it, right? I hated that song when I first started singing it. It's a weird song. Weird. But I started singing and I go, oh, how he loves me so? I had a question mark on the end of it. I'm James Hensley? God loves me so? I've learned to change my question marks to sentences. He loves me so. It's gone from a question mark to a full stop. He loves me so. Now it's an exclamation point. He flippin' loves me! I am the delight of my father. My father adores me. Oh, you may not like me. But my father adores me and I choose to find my validation and my identity and I choose to agree and create it and speak it. As I speak it, do you know, do you know that the more you say things, the more you'll believe them? Why? Because faith goes back in your ear hole and creates more faith. It's a cycle. It came out of my mouth, back in my ear, down into my spirit, and back out of my mouth, and into my ear, and down into my spirit. It's a cycle. I got a great marriage. Do you know the more I talk about how awesome Paula is, the more awesome Paula becomes. And the more I talk about how great our church is, the more our church becomes great. And the more I talk about how great I am, which seems weird. The greater I become. Because my mouth creates more faith. You know, when we first started talking about this building, I don't even know if I believed that it was going to happen. I remember talking to Dave and Alan and Randall. I'm like, well, it could happen. And then I started to say, no, it's going to happen. God's got a building for something got into my spirit. You want to hear something kind of cool? I reckon one day, not tomorrow, but one day we'll start a church on the Sunshine Coast. Something got into my spirit. In fact, I heard that this morning. Couldn't wait to tell Alan and Keith about it. I don't have any idea what that looks like, when, or anything like that. But something got into my spirit about planting, not taking on some old dead church, but planting a brand new church. When? No idea. Is it locked in the, prison, in, in the heavenly places? Yep. But I'm going to start to speak and unlock. And the more I talk about a church on the Sunshine Coast, guess what happens? The more I want to have a church on the Sunshine Coast. James and Paula Hensley are not, Vicky, relax. We're not moving to the Sunshine Coast. No, don't ask that question. That's a stupid question. Some poor sucker in this room will move to the Sunshine Coast. It won't be us. We're, this is us. We bought this house. We're, this is our... I'm, I'm your pastor. Sorry, Vicky. Forever. Forever. Something got into my spirit this morning. I hope something's getting into your spirit right now. How, how are you talking? Can I let you in on another scripture? It says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, 
you will be saved. Let me break this down for you for a second. Did you know that you were not saved until faith came in your ear hole, got into your spirit, and you learned who Jesus was? And I know something's in here. I can't keep going that way. I can't keep being that guy. I need to turn my life to Jesus. Faith came into my spirit. I, 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 don't, I can't be that guy anymore. That guy is a loser. But I need Jesus in my life. And, and I believe. I've got faith in my heart. And I confess with my mouth. And I create what was already prepared for me by Jesus. My salvation happened years ago. And I unlocked it on the 20th of June when I chose to pray. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I need you to forgive me. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I, I have messed up royally. But Jesus, I believe that you are the forgiver of my sins. Jesus, I believe you are my Savior. Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. I'm creating it in my life. It's already true. But I'm creating it in my life with my mouth. I wonder if there are people here today. and Maybe you've been to religious services before. Maybe you've been to church. But you haven't created in your own life, what Jesus has already paid for in going to the cross. Maybe you've believed it in your heart, but you've never actually verbalized it. I know that there's a lot of people that have, you know, that private secret faith. A lot of people have private secret faith. Oh, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah. But I wonder if you need to open your mouth and start to create more of the goodness of God in your life. Maybe you could bow your heads and close your eyes for a minute. Get out of your head. Open your heart. Open your spirit. Ask yourself this question. Am I in right relationship with Jesus this morning? Am I in right relationship? Is Jesus the forgiver of my sins? Is Jesus the restorer of my life? Is Jesus, is my life surrendered to Jesus? If that's you, and, 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 and you would say no, no to any of those questions, I want to lead you in prayer right now. Right now, you can open your mouth and you can decree and you can receive salvation right now. I wonder who needs to pray. Who needs to be honest with God and do business with God this morning? If that's you, would you just give me a little wave? There's nobody looking around. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody this morning. But I just wonder who needs to create an opportunity with Jesus to do business with Jesus this morning? If that's you, would you give me a little wave? I'm not asking if you want to join my church. I'm asking, do you need to do business with Jesus? One last time, I don't want to labor this moment, but I don't want to close this without providing you that opportunity. Don't leave the same way you came in. Create your salvation by receiving it today with Jesus. Okay, cool. All right, would you stand to your feet?
I want to invite the worship team to come. We've got a little bit of time. Finished eight minutes early. I finished eight minutes early on purpose. We're not quite done yet. I actually believe that the Spirit of God wants to release some things this morning. I think the Spirit of God is starting to speak to some of us. Even as I've been preaching the Word, faith is coming into your heart again for things. Some of you are in so much debt, you're like, how in the heck are we going to ever get out of all this debt? Okay? Well, my God supplies all my needs according to His glorious riches which are in heaven. He doesn't supply them according to natural riches. He supplies all my needs according to His glorious riches which have already been prepared for me. And so by faith, I release them. I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to be single forever. Uh, Nobody's ever going to love me. I've been married. And now I'm a divorcee. Who's going to ever love me? Change that. You're a daughter and a son of the Most High God. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are the redeemed of the Lord. He takes all your mess ups and he works them together for good. Because you love him. And you're called according to his purposes. Let faith get in your heart to believe God for the promises of God to be released in your life. But you got to start to decree. you got to start to change the way you talk. How do you see? How do you see yourself? Just stop right now. Holy Spirit, we ask you. David prayed this crazy, bold prayer. He said, search my heart, O Lord. And see if there is any unclean thing in me. Search us right now, Holy Spirit, in this moment. Where have we aligned ourselves with the devil? Where have we aligned ourselves with the natural? Where have we aligned ourselves with anything that is not of you? Start to reveal that to us. Start to show us. Open our eyes of faith to see. Lord, start to speak. There's nothing that sounds like your voice. When we hear you speak to us, God, when you speak, there's nothing like your voice. You change things. God, faith comes into my heart when I hear your voice. Start to speak to us this morning. Speak to us about our futures. Speak to us new dreams. Start to whisper new business ideas. New strategies. New opportunities for advancement. Lord, even as you've whispered something about other locations of our church, I don't know all the details of that. In fact, I actually surrender that right now to you. Lord, I'm not going to try to fabricate or make anything happen. But I surrender to the, the voice of your spirit to your whisper and as you whisper I choose by faith to agree and I choose to decree I choose to speak I choose to say I am who you say I am I want to pray with some people maybe you're here this morning and 
I haven't lined up our prayer teams, but we've got enough people who are available to pray. Maybe you're here this morning and and you need to start to change some things in your world. If you want someone, the Bible says where two or three are gathered together. So if Ron, Ron and I prayed this morning over something pretty big, we were believing together. We partnered our faith. We heard and we agreed and we partnered together and then we decreed together. There was something about two brothers coming together for prayer. And to decree the purposes of God. Maybe you're here today and and you need someone to agree with you. Would you come out your seat up to the front? Maybe you need to agree for a business. Maybe you need to agree for debt. Maybe you need to agree to buy a house. You need to agree for breakthrough in your marriage, and your body. What do you need to agree for? If that's you, let's agree together. This is going to be personal. This is not come up the stage and tell everybody what you're doing. But our prayer teams are readily available. In fact, prayer team, would you turn around and stand And show everybody that you love them and you want to pray with them. Adam, would you you come and pray? If you're here today, maybe you've got a child away from God. Maybe you've got a, a spouse that's not quite where they need to be. Let's agree together. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this message. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed by the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship. 